0: So a group of art students from the Ontario College of Art and Design formed what is one of Canada's first punk rock acts. Yeah. The core members being vocalist Paul Robinson, guitarist John Caddo and bassist Ian McKay. Today we learn a little bit more about Toronto's The Dios. <laughs> The band that was almost the next big thing. Alternative facts, real history. This is DJ BK. Media dogs with your brain to hold. Burnt-out mummies mumble, do what you're told. Can't sleep at night, my head's full of walks They dress me to kill, but I feel like a corpse. So the Diodes, a group of art students, decided to form a band in 1976 in Toronto. Robinson and Caddo were kind of on the fence on if they wanted to pursue the visual art thing full-time or commit to music. The music thing eventually won out and the band took to the punk rock sound that was slowly forming around Queen Street West in downtown Toronto. Burn down your daddy's house! After the Ramones came and played the New Yorker theater in 1976, a bunch of local punk acts started to pop up around the city. The guys decided to form the Diodes. Initially they just wanted a cool sounding futuristic name, so they eventually settled on the Diodes pretty quickly. Now none of these guys were particularly skilled at playing at first, but they quickly took to improving their skills, and pretty early on they found themselves actually opening up for the Talking Heads, who were playing Toronto in July of 1977. Well smiling like a crock. So, the diodes were a little bit more like the Ramones. They were certainly in contrast to some of the heavier, angrier punk bands in Toronto at the time, like the Vile Tones or the Ugly. The diodes were more melodic and a little bit uh, less on the angry smash everything upside that was coming from uh, the likes of those other bands previously mentioned. Ooh. And it was because of this that there was a lot of tension between bands like the Vile Tones and the Diodes. The Vile Tones, of course, representing the typical anger that surrounded punk rock at the time, while the Diodes, a little bit more pop. And that, of course, created a divide both between the fan base and the bands themselves. Yeah, The manager a guy by the name of Ralph Alfonso who helped the band rent a space originally intended just for rehearsal. The space on Duncan Street in Toronto eventually became the first short-lived all-punk rock nightclub in Toronto and in Canada going by the name Crash and Burn. Crash and Burn um, was a very peculiar club because it wasn't a club as a club per se it was basically um, a gigantic sort of warehouse basement at at the bottom of this industrial building uh, right next to the Honest Ed's restaurant in Toronto and it was primarily the Diodes rehearsal space and when they couldn't get any gigs in real clubs uh, we just decided why don't we open it up get a special occasion permit and have our own club. The vile tones, the Curse, teenage head, and all the local major acts would end up playing the club, along with uh, some pretty big international acts, such as the Dead Boys. Now, the upstairs neighbors to this club in space were actually the Ontario Liberal Party, and they weren't particularly happy with all of the noise, general destruction, and, you know, the vomit that was showing up all over the property after the weekend punk rock shows. So the club was short-lived and lasted just the summer of 1977, before it was forced to close. It was during this time that the group released what many consider the first punk rock record in Canada. Side one featured the Diodes, and side two featured another local band called The Curse. The single was released on a label called Crash and Burn Records, named after the club. The Diodes went on to play CBGB in New York in 1977 and open up for the Cramps. Eventually, they'd signed to Columbia Records in August of 1977 and released their first full-length record. Now, this album was self titled and produced by bob gallo the initial release from the album was a cover of a song from the 1960s pop group the circles called red rubber ball Columbia Records didn't release this album in either the U.S. or the U.K., so the Diodes weren't able to achieve widespread notoriety, despite being the first of the Canadian punk groups to sign to a major record label. In 1979, the band would release an album called Release, featuring the popular single, at least in Toronto, uh, Tired of Waking Up Tired. I'm tired of waking up. The problem again was the label was not putting any effort at supporting the band outside of Canada. Despite the fact these releases were actually showing up on shelves in American record stores, there was no official release, so nothing to gauge the actual sales. So while the band was getting a small following in various pockets around America, they didn't know it and weren't getting any money from it. In 1980, the group switched to the independent label Orient Records and released another full-length album called Action Reaction. They ended up doing a Cross Canada tour opening for U2 and Ultravox, as well as opening spots for Gary Newman in Split Ends. And they also headed to California and did a few headlining shows in San Francisco and LA playing with the circle jerks. Got the right to Despite several attempts to make it big out of Toronto and a few near misses, it was at this point that many of the members went their separate ways and Caddo and Robinson headed off to the UK. Now, These guys are actually still around and have reunited on a few occasions over the years, including a release of a rarities disc in 2017. Oh! The Diodes, one of Canada's first punk rock bands coming out of Toronto in the Toronto punk rock scene of the late 70s. I'm DJ BK. This has been Alternative Facts with DJ BK.